Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. Witches. This, this is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we are your High Priestess for the evening. Thank you guys for tuning in. And this is, I think, my, my favorite episode of each month. It's our Ask Estrega episode. Love it. Love so it. for those of you that may or may not just be tuning in, Strega is the Italian word for witch. So you're talking to some spaghetti eating motherfuckers over here. Yes. And we encourage everybody to send us, yes, Bob and a booby. We talk with our fucking hands. Yes. 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 And I am the most Americanized Italian and I love doing this because it bugs the fuck out of Monica. I call it manicotti and oh mozzarella. My oh my God. It's manicotti and mozzarella. And ricotta. And ricotta. <laughs> Get it straight. This used to bother my dad so much oh, and I, I love that I can pass this annoying torch on to oh, you and fuck with God. you with this one. Just like a mama used to make a back of home. <laughs> Bob it a booby. <laughs> so... Every month we do an Ask Estrega episode where we encourage everybody to send us questions on just whatever the fuck it is occult related that you want to know. And we will select a few questions. I have been writing down all of the questions that are messaged to us all the time. And so we just kind of pick some random ones to talk about this time. If you guys want to submit some questions to us, you can DM us on Instagram. We, we can be found at Wine Spirits and Witches. Or you can email us at winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. There you go. So, Monica, yes. we are wine and spirits. So what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking, or ready, drum roll, please, da 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 da, da my Miller. It's probably the same Miller from it is. when you fucking started, when we started this podcast, the very same one <laughs> from the very first no, episode. No, no, actually, the original uh, bottle that I had was drunk by my roommate who admitted it, and I went to my refrigerator <laughs> to get it, and it was friggin' gone. Not unusual. Not unusual. <laughs> and um, so she replaced it. So this is a new one. So yeah. this is the I'm sorry, Miller. Yeah. All right. It's your I'm sorry, 40, because you're a fucking gangster like that. Yeah. Last week, I brought you some Moscato. I was like it. pretty like, fucking no confident that you were going to, but I was wrong. Yep. And I luckily, my husband, Ricky, who you will hear chime in once in a while. He's the one recording us tonight and every night. So thanks, babe. Thanks for helping thanks, make Ricky, the, the podcast Ricky. happen. Yeah. You're our favorite Appreciate muggle. It. Yeah, you're my favorite cat lady. Yes, he's definitely a cat lady. <laughs> Send us kitten pictures. Ricky likes cute kitties. Yes. Just, you know, regular kittens. Stray cats are his favorite. Yeah. Because then he can ask me to take them home. And I never say yes because I am a mean, mean lady. And because I'm a dog person. Oh. I like cats. Cats I love okay. cats. I love cats. But I don't know how we got... I don't fucking know how, kittens. Oh my god. I guess we've already been drinking. Anyway, so Ricky suggested last week when I was buying the Moscato that I should buy a tiny bottle in case you hate it. So apparently he is a lot more psychic than he thinks because you did hate it. I do not like it. So I got one of those tiny like little four packs. So I'm just going to be polishing that off tonight. Okay, go All for right. it, girl. Go for it. So with that said, I think we should just dive right on in. We both have our cheap booze for the night. Yes. I think next week we need to do something a little bit more fancy. Yeah, um, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, just I like so. just so everyone knows that we don't just drink shit alcohol. Like, we do drink good stuff once Let's in a while. Let's do the Harvey's. Oh, oh, you find it. I want to try Vendum, your, Vendum your drink. All right, there you go. There you go. Um... So, our first question, which I think is a really great one, is what is the difference between intuition and random thoughts? And I think what that means is how do you tell the difference between intuition and random thoughts? I think that's an 
excellent question because I bet there's a lot of people out there that are intuitive as fuck and don't listen to it because they just think it's their brain just chit-chatting. Yeah, it's very true. That is true. But I think it comes with uh, practice and trial and error, to be honest with you. So, like, when you get a hit on something, like, maybe write it down, write it down, and see if it comes true, if it manifests. Remember what you were feeling, what you were sensing, if you were getting tingling. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, it comes in different ways. Some people get a heat. Some people get a, a nudge. Um, it comes in different ways, and you have to be able to recognize those feelings that you're getting and picking up on them and it is trial and error until you practice to be honest with you and even even after i became a professional psychic um i had a day once i was already working at green man you were there you were downstairs working in the front counter and helping people with the apothecary and stuff and i just i came into work and i was like guys like i couldn't sleep i had a weird fucking night and what it was, was I was having a really weird anxiety attack that at the time I didn't know it was anxiety where like I was just super stressed and I felt like I would forget to breathe basically where I would just forget straight out to breathe and then all of a sudden I just like <gasps> and like breathe again it was really weird and you were like what's wrong I'm like I don't know like nothing I don't know what this is and then later that day I got a call from uh, my mom and her best friend was murdered. Oh, boy. Her best friend was murdered by her sister. It was like this really crazy situation. And it was the most mind-blowing fucking thing because I I mean, I would have never seen it coming. Nobody that knew them like would have ever anticipated it. So it was so shocking. And I got that call, and I remember coming downstairs, and you and Hovick were working, and I told you, and you looked at me, and you're like, you know that weird feeling that you had? I'm like, yeah. You're like, remember it because that's what it was telling you. And you know what, you were right, because the second my mom called me, it went away. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was normal again. It's like, that was my intuition, like, telling me, yo, something is epically messed up right now, like, to a crazy degree. And thank the gods, I've, I've never felt that again. Wow. But when you told me to remember that feeling, I, I really did. And that's how I started kind of sorting out my intuition even more. You know, there was a, this was recent, like in the last five years, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but I woke up one morning and I had this feeling and I could not, could not for the life of me, put my finger on it. So I called my girls and I told them, do not go in large crowds today. Do not go in malls, stadiums, any place where there's a large amount of people. Because I was just, didn't know what I was (coughs) feeling. Couldn't put my finger on it, but I was going to put the warning out. Mm -hmm. And um, it was very unsettling. And later on that day, I found out that uh, Robin Williams hung himself. Oh, so God. the feeling I was getting was worldly because it did affect a lot of people, oh, yeah. let's face it. So that feeling, I finally connected the dots. Okay, when I feel like this, it means something that's going to be worldly, that's going to affect a lot of people. So now I, I can recognize that feeling that I got, and it's confirmed. You know, it's definitely confirmed. Yeah, and that, that's, that's a really great way to do it because, honestly, how many times have we had a weird feeling, a weird thought, of whatever, that we dismiss, and then something happens, and you're like, son of a bitch, I knew it. I knew this yep. was going to happen. Yep. So try and think back to one of those times that that happened, and if you can remember that sensation. And I think it's also important to know, know the clairs. Um, which are like being clairaudient, which is when you hear. Right. And so like you'll, now you're clairaudient, right? Yes. So do you, I'm not. So like, do you literally hear a voice yes, that talks to you? Yes, guy has been talking to me since I'm a little girl. So is it, and it's, and it's always the same voice. Like you oh, know the sound the of his voice. Oh, hell yeah, Mr. Virgo man. Yes, absolutely. 
He's very anal, my uh, spirit guide. He used to make me do really weird shit when I was a kid. Like, pick up that book. No, I don't want to. Pick it up. He was very demanding like that. I had to do it. So, yeah, I know his voice. You know what? That, that would happen to me when I was a little kid, and it was really weird. It'd be, like, really, like, kind of, like, OCD shit where it was something very specific. Yes, like, yes. even if there was, like, five of the same thing, I needed the fourth one, or I just needed to touch it, or I would be writing with my pencil, and all of a sudden I had to spin it around to the other side. Like, weird shit like that. And I always just thought I was a weirdo. My husband's looking at me right now like, what? Like, yeah. he just thinks I'm a weirdo. Um and you know what? Always go with your first gut feeling. Yeah. Because that, that feeling, now that I think about because that was when I was really young. Uh-huh. That's the same feeling that I get in readings. That is when my intuition is talking to me. Why the fuck they needed me to do really stupid things like that? I don't know. But know. it needed to happen. Yeah. Um, so clairaudient is when you hear things. And then right. there's clairvoyant, when, which is when you, you see. see things. Right. Which is another, like, it can be a very literal, like, you see shit, like, as if it's really there right in front of you. Absolutely. But it can also be where you see it in your mind's eye. Oh, shit. There's a skull in your beer right there. Look at that. Sorry. We're scrying real quick. Look at There's its eye. And it's no, it looks like a Phantom of the Opera mask, kind of. Oh, wow. You see it? Nope. Okay. Well, it's right here. It's from, like, where I'm sitting. There's yeah. eye, eye. Oh, and then, like, yeah, little yeah, I messy. see it now. I just see it now. <laughs> you need to go to the theater. Yeah. That's what I'm going to vote that as. It looks like a Phantom of the Opera mask. Huh. Um. So, yeah, so clairvoyance. Um, would, you, would, would scrying be considered a type of clairvoyance? Yes. Okay, cool. So I just clairvoyanted for you. you, did. you <laughs> I don't did. even know if that's technically a word. I don't think so. Oh, all right. And then we have clairsentient, which is like when you feel, feel things. Feelings, um, yes. Which is kind of that. That's mainly how my intuition works. It's all it's all feelings and it's also things just pop into my head and I just know things Mm -hmm. and that was really challenging as I was growing up because I didn't know what was my intuition and what was just my random thoughts and when my brain was just going and sometimes it's weird because my intuition will kind of talk backwards to me like for instance, I one day I got pulled over right and before that I was like at the grocery store I was putting stuff away and I was like should I put this beer in the trunk and instead of the back seat? I'm like, well, it's not open, so I guess it doesn't matter. And I was like, whatever, I'm, I don't get pulled over anyway. And something very, like, was like, yeah, no, like, you're never getting pulled over. And I was like, okay. And then I got pulled over that night, and I'm like, motherfucker, like, I knew this was going to happen in this, like, really weird backwards way. So since then, I've started to recognize when, like, they kind of talk like Yoda and they talk backwards. Like, I've learned that. Um, but I also just know the feeling, like, so I can tell the difference between what is my mental rambling and my intuition. Mm-hmm. And it was years of getting it wrong before I figured it out. And like I said, it's practice and trial and error. Yeah. And so you can relate the feelings, the thoughts, what you're hearing to the to what's going on. It, it does take time. It does take practice yeah. for sure. And there's even like games that you can play to practice. Like there are actual like special ESP cards where there's like different shapes and colors on each card. So you can try and guess them. But you actually have a really wonderful simplified version of that. I do. That's very effective. And I get super annoyed every time I have to play it. (laughs) Even though I think I'm pretty good at it. But still I get annoyed every time. Yeah. Yeah. But it works. (laughs) Yes. So it's. It's uh, what I do in my um, psychic development classes or my scrying classes, whatever. I, I have a deck of cards, and I hold the card, which is colored black or red, up to my third eye, and I project that color to, to the crown there. And the person has to pick up what color it is. And, you know, you could do it yourself by just holding the card backwards by your third eye and just saying, feeling what it is, black or red, and making piles. And you'll see, if you practice every day, 
the uh, correct pile, the ones that you got correct, is going to get bigger and bigger with time. It's a great way to, to open up your psychic senses. It, and it makes you trust it. It makes because you'll you'll know and then like you'll still say the wrong thing because you don't trust it and then you'll be like First I was guy. right yeah. yeah and you learn it but the really cool thing about it is that you start to learn how you sense it because it's like let's say it's red right did you see the color red did you smell something spicy were you warm did you see fire exactly. like you know and so there's so many ways to do that and. I remember when I was younger, I was in middle school, and me and my cousin, we both actually, like, instead of just, like, having, like, uh, nutrition and, and lunch, we actually worked at the school, and we worked, like, she worked in the student store, I worked in the cafeteria, and so we got paid $2.50 a day, and we would save it up, and then at the end of the week, when we would walk home from school, we would go to this store that used to be around called Ratum's Bite, mm -hmm. so it's really funny, because while all of you guys were already adult witches there, I was that annoying fucking little kid that would come in. And your daughter worked at Raven's Flight, so I specifically pestered her. Um, so it's just small world and funny. Yes, but yes. But we would take all of all of the money that we made at school, and we'd buy crystals with it or different herbs, but mainly crystals. And we were, like, 11 and, and, like, 13 or something, so we didn't actually know the names of any of the crystals, so we named all of them as if they were pets. And we had so fuck. I probably had more crystals then than I do now. Wow. Or like just about the same. We had so many, and they each had their own name. Wow. And we were geeks, so they're mainly named after like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. And what we would do is one of us would hold the crystal in our hand, and then we would hold hands. And whoever was holding the crystal had to tell us which one it is, and the other one had to guess. And we'd sit in my backyard and do that forever. And we learned. That my cousin was a better sender and I was a better receiver. Yeah, there are people that are better senders and people that are better receivers, for sure. And even to this day, even though she's she's kind of like knocked her witchy stuff off a little bit and I just never grew out of that phase, um, she's had two babies now. And with each pregnancy, I got all of her pregnancy cravings. Like, my husband's just nodding because it was just like some weird shit where it was just like all of a sudden I'm like, I need ice cream and hot Cheetos. And I need, and it was just like weird shit. And I got every single craving. And I finally, we figured it out. And I'd start calling her. And I was like, dude, I really need an egg McMuffin right now, which I don't even eat that shit. And she's like, I know. I just called my husband and asked him to bring me one home. Yeah. So I was really happy when the babies were born, not just so I could meet my little nephews, but because I wanted all these weird pregnancy cravings to stop. Do you know, I just remembered this now. Sometimes I would be on the phone with a friend or something, and I would actually smell the food that they were cooking. And I would say, Hey, are you making pasta? Are you making it? And they would go, yeah, how do you know? I'm like, I actually smelled it. Don't ask me how, but I did. That's I haven't awesome. done that in a while, but I did do that in the past. And those are the weird ways that intuition works. And sometimes that happens. Like, I had a dream the other night. Now, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to jinx myself, because the last time I said this, a fucking bug appeared in this room, and I had a little <laughs> bit of a meltdown. I don't do bugs, and I don't do fucking aliens. And those are the two things that I just, I don't do. I just don't fuck with that shit. And I have a friend that comes, she comes to Green Man, she's awesome, and she likes aliens, and she actually learned about them in a different way, like not in Martian sense, but like when she was studying shamanism, she got to the point where they started learning about aliens, and she told me about it, and I made so much fucking fun of her, and was like, I don't do aliens, I did my whole spiel, and then she came for me for a reading one day with me. And no shit, I closed my eyes and I saw a fucking alien. Uh, and I got so mad at her. I was like, what is this? And she thought it was so funny. And that was about two years ago. And so the other night, I had a dream that I was explaining to someone that they were a star seed or a star people. 
and I was very lucid, so I was aware it was a dream. So, like, normal me was, like, making fun of me in my dream where I was like, what the fuck, Shauna? You don't even believe in this crap. And you're telling somebody in your dream this. Why are you dreaming this? And then she showed up, like, later that day in my oh, room. Wow. And yeah. I was like, hey, so I had this weird dream, and it must be for you. So if you needed reassurance that you're an alien, like, here it is. <laughs> so if she's listening, she knows she's the only alien I accept. She's like... My homie alien. Okay. Alien cool. number one. Alien number only because I don't play that shit. But, you know. Um, but that was just like a weird intuitive thing that told me I was going to see her. So it's like sometimes intuition is stupid and just tells you really weird things. I wish it would tell me the lottery numbers. Yeah, well, they don't. I know. On, on purpose because I think uh, the gods know that if we had the, the lottery numbers that we would not work anymore and, and we would not be able to help people. Because I think we really do help people. And he doesn't want that to happen. They I agree. Don't want that to happen. The gods and the goddesses don't want that to happen. They're so. like, if we gave you all this money, we don't know if your broke asses would still be doing readings and right. hustling. So yeah. no, um, you know, it's fine. I'll just predict like my friends and like my friends just popping up, being aliens and stuff. That's cool. Um, but play play those games. Play that card game. It's so helpful even if you yes. yeah even if you already know that you're intuitive even if you're already like a practicing reader and you're you can read strangers it's still hard to read yourself so from playing your card game i've really learned a lot about my intuition and i think it's also strengthened my relationship with my spirit guides mm -hmm. it's it's really helped that way so i totally encourage that yeah i do too um we have another question and it is, were you afraid to be judged when you came out of the closet? And this person went on specifically to say, like, were you afraid of being judged by your SO, by your significant other? No, because I made it very clear to them before, before we got involved heavily that this is who I am. Take me or leave me, period, the end. Mm -hmm. So most, mo I didn't, never had a problem with it. You know, most of my guys, knock wood, were pagan friendly. There you go. That's great. Um, mine's basically like kind of like the same thing. Like I've all like when I met my husband, I I think I mentioned that I was a witch, and I already worked at a witchy store. And then and he's giving me this dirty look because he wants me to share a very specific story. So I will I will go. He's nodding his head. He's like, yeah, I'll share this. Um, because it just proves I'm a really good witch. <laughs> So I told him I was a witch, you know, and I was like, yeah, you know, I work at a witch store, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. And, um, this is before I started like formally studying witchcraft, which means before I really knew ethics and all of the different foundations, like I knew that I was psychic. I already knew how to read tarot and do all that. I, um, and I had done spells and stuff and I knew that it worked, but I didn't understand all the rules, so to speak. And I really liked this guy, right? I really liked him. I thought he was super fucking cute. And he had really long, pretty hair, right? And so I wanted to do a love spell because I wasn't sure how much he really liked me, but I was going to make that bitch mine. I decided. So I walked up to him one day between classes and I stole his hair tie because I needed something with his hair on it. That's the best I could get. So I got his hair tie. And I went around and I collected all of these herbs. I made this little list. I went around my neighborhood. I harvested all that shit myself. And I made a love spell. Mm -hmm. And he was even texting me as I was getting, like, ready to do it. And I just said, like, hey, I'm going to go do a spell so I can't talk right now. I'll talk to you later. 
And I obviously it fucking worked because I married him. Here I am. But um, the funny part, so I never told him about it. And then I started actually taking like Wicca classes and all these different classes in witchcraft and getting more serious about it. And in one of the classes, we touch on love magic and how a lot of it is actually black magic and you just don't know it. And it's because you're doing spells against somebody's will without their knowledge, without their permission. And the first thing I thought about was that love spell that I did. And I felt so bad, Mm -hmm. so bad. Yeah. That I admitted it to him that I did it. And... I he was like you did what you did what? and even now he like makes fun of me sometimes he'll be like oh well you know it's just that love spell that that's why I'm here that's why I'm here it's a love spell were you were you mad at me when I when I told you like how did you feel no at at that point I mean it was too late you were already in love well we were already like what like three like four five years together I think we're like was it that i don't know it was pretty long either way like you were you were stuck with me yeah we were already we had a dog together, together it was done f- yeah pretty much um but how did you feel about it i thought it was kind of funny because <laughs> i do remember you know that night us texting back and forth and going oh i gotta do something in the middle of the night and um so i'll get back to you and i thought oh okay that's kind of cool and then just leaving it at that but um, but as far as when you told me, I, I thought it was hilarious. It could have been a really hilarious fight too, because nobody would have understood. Can you imagine like going to a marriage counselor or something and be like, yeah, our marital problems are from like the witchcraft she put on me? Like, <laughs> yeah. can you imagine? That? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, was I afraid to tell him about that part? Uh, a little bit, cause I thought he, I thought he was gonna be a little mad at me. But it was cool. He still makes fun of me to this day for it sometimes, especially when I'm doing something super ridiculous. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, the love spells and keep me here. And you know what? Damn straight. Because I'm a good fucking witch. That's why go. it worked. Yeah. Perfect. Look at me. Supreme. Okay. Supreme. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> he leans to the leg. He's like, forget it. <laughs> forget it. Um, but I know that, that we're really lucky. I, we're really lucky that we've been able to just kind of put it out there and we've just been accepted. We've been accepted and we have, we have found our witchy folk in our area and stuff like that. And I also know that that is such a huge blessing. Cause it's important. To, birds of a feather flock together. You need yeah. to be around people of like mind. It does help dramatically. It does. Or but at least pagan friendly, at least. Yeah. And not everybody gets that. No. Not everyone gets that luxury. And so it's one of those things where you do have to kind of tread lightly do you remember when we were in pennsylvania we went into that store and that guy was starting to talk about like he kind of sensed <laughs> that we were witches or something because he started giving us this repent stuff no 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 and they no. all left the store and left me in there with this guy oh my god we went to this thrift store and and for the other than me like i do look a little alternative and weird i've got a lot of like visible tattoos on my fingers and hands and i have and pink, pink hair, hair and yeah you know all that stuff so i do look a little weird everyone else that we were with was very unassuming looking and just yes. looked like normal people yes and we went into this thrift store and like we each like you know bought shit whatever and then it was monica's turn to check out and the guy just totally started he looked at her and he was like do you believe he said something like do you believe in jesus or do you pray 
And you gave him some weird answer where you said something like, well, I pray, but I pray my own way. And once I heard that, I'm like, she fucked up. She fucked up right there. And he, like, was telling you to repent before Ugh. you went to hell. And he was, go- and he was like, giving you all this, like, literature on Ugh. it. And, and they left me in the store with this maniac. Yeah, because I turned around, and the other people that we were with they just, like, fucking abandoned both of us. And I was, like, I was kind of getting mad at the guy, but I also had something really cool from the store that I wanted to buy. So I was really, like, torn. So finally, and it was just, like, some stupid doodad for, for Hovick. It was his little penguins that yeah, we bought yeah, him. Yeah. See, work, husband, we fucking love you. So... I think I just handed them to you and I handed you cash and I just walked out and abandoned you. Yep, everybody just abandoned my yep, ass and I was you like, thanks, just, friends. You were gonna just, you were going straight to hell. Yeah, straight I mean, to hell. Right, he's yeah, he was gonna throw me in the river, man, and, and cure me or something. I don't know what the hell he was. Doing. That was, but the that most was so hope. weird. How? Why did he choose? He knew me? you, me. Why did he choose me? I don't look like a witch. I mean, yeah, you really don't. Like, I wouldn't, like, there's nothing about you, like, physically that's overtly witchy. I don't, I don't think, anyway. Um, but that you was. think so? Yeah. R- Ricky's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think my poor husband has had enough witchcraft put on him <laughs> that he just knows how to spot that shit from a mile away now. That's his witch, that's his psychic. Like, that's how, that's what he knows how to do. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because, I mean, but children, like I said before in the previous podcast, I'm, I'm sure I said, I would I worked at a school in very mundane clothes, and I mean not even wearing any of my stuff. And kids would say to me, "Are you a witch?" And it would blow me out of the water. So it's kids and thrift store guys. Yeah, kids no. (laughs) Kids Kids and thrift store guys. They just know that you're a witch and you're going straight to hell. And that just shows you how much me and Vinny like. I mean, we've got your fucking back. Like if if you needed defensive magic or there was a ghost. We got you. If there is a Jesus freak in a thrift store, like you, you are on your me. own. You You're don't on. got me. Not at all. You didn't get me, and I'm sure you wouldn't. No, but there's still some really good shit there. So I will send you back in so you can repent and buy me some more stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, you know what? The sad thing about it, he was kind of cute. I don't remember. Oh, I do, because he was kind of cute. And I was like, that's a shame. <laughs> that's really a shame. Really a shame. Because. I mean, he had this look in his eyes, and I was like, oh, my God, let me get the fuck out of the store. <laughs> that craziness started to come in, you know? I was like, oh, B. I mean, I had an eye on you through the window. Like, if it yeah, looked thanks. like he had some gasoline or a steak to tie you to, I would have come oh, in and helped. It was, it was ridiculous. It was I'm sure so... he wanted a tire to the steak. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Well, he wanted to heal me and cure me. Oh, oh sure all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a thawmy. <laughs> oh, okay. You mean uh, Athame? Okay, cool. Good shit. Anyway, um, so no, I I don't think either one of us have ever been really afraid of being judged, but I know that is a problem, and so you kind of just have to use your discretion and and kind of think about the person before you come out of the broom closet. But yes. we have promoted this website many times on the podcast, and I just I can't promote it enough. There's Witchbox, and I love it because it's at least nationwide. I don't know if it's global. But it spans through a lot of the U.S. and it connects connects different covens, different witches in all sorts of different states and different cities. So you should go on Witchbox, you should look up your city and you should see if there's anybody on it. And maybe, you know, obviously, like, there's still strangers from the Internet. So, you know, like, use your your best judgment before you go meet up with them for ritual. Use your intuition. Yes, use your intuition and the buddy system and tell somebody where you are. Right. But... 
it's there a really nice way. There are out there. There are crazies out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. But this is a good way to meet people. Same thing with, like, meetup. I found some good witchy meetups when I was first starting out and trying to, like, network myself. So those are really good ways to do it. And there's also the Pain Pride I, I guess network festival and it is another national thing that is in a lot of major cities we're lucky that we that los angeles and orange county share one so we get one every year but they're all over the place so look up pagan pride and witch box see who you can find because even if you can't come out to people in your life you can meet other people that you can come out to and share that with that's right okay what's the next question shauna do you have to be a certain heritage to practice certain types of magic? And we've gotten this question a couple of times because we promote Strega heavily because we are both Stregas and that's right. what we we do. And so we talk a lot about Italian witchcraft and I think it's probably perked a lot of interest from people that don't have Italian lineage that are interested in Strega. And are you allowed to practice it if you're not Italian? Absolutely. I mean, half of the members of my coven are not Italian at all. But it doesn't matter. I mean, if you, the interest sparks you, if it feels right, you go for it. Yeah. So you don't have to be of certain nationality or to be to practice a certain tradition. No. no. You have to listen to what calls to you because chances are, if you believe in past lives, if that's something, and this is just like my personal opinion, like let's say that you you know you're not Italian at all like they like you don't even like fucking spaghetti right <laughs> and but Australia is a thing for you and you're like yeah this is kind of interesting maybe you're Italian in a past life maybe you were married to an Italian in a past life there's something about it that brings comfort and that's familiar to you right and how about people just in general like they have this this association or this like reverence for a certain city or um, a certain country and they don't know why but they do. Like, I have a friend who's definitely into Oriental, and she's as white as white can be. But she loves that that energy, the feeling, the art, everything. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. absolutely. Have you ever heard of astrocartography? Um, I'm not sure. It is super cool. So it's, it's a type of, like, astrology where, you know how, like, you can give someone, like, your birthday and the time and the place and everything, and they'll look up your birth chart? It's kind of the same thing, but they will basically use your chart to find the places, like cities, that would be best for you that you to would live? thrive in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I know of that, but I don't know the technical words. Of yes. That. And so you can like yeah, where you should live and like places that you shouldn't live and what wouldn't agree with you based off of your birth chart. And our friend Taddy does an episode with us once a month where she gives us that forecast. So I was actually talking to her recently and I asked her if she does that. And while she doesn't specialize in it, she can do it. And she started to do it more because something has just made me so intrigued with it recently. I might actually even message her and ask her to do mine. And maybe we can talk about it on the next show that we have her on. Because I think astrocartography is so fascinating. And I've I never had so it too. done. And I would love to know about it because I have my weird affinity with certain places. And I would like to know why. And maybe it's my, my birth chart I have found like from ancestral stuff that... I wasn't even, like, from these places. So, for instance, like, I've always really liked New Orleans. And, I mean, it's it's a witchy, magical city. So, a lot of magical folk love it. It's And it's just, it's got good food. So, I know it's very popular. So, I've never really thought too much about it, about why I liked it. Because I feel like a lot of people really like New Orleans. Um, and I got married there. Uh-huh. And I actually got married there on my first trip there. I'd never been there. I just, I, I knew I was going to love it. And that's why I wanted to get married. And I told my cousin... Um, on my Italian side of my family and she told me she's like well did you know that your your grandfather actually came to New Orleans from Sicily 
and he lived there for five years and like that's how he saved up his money to bring the rest of the family over I had no idea about that so even though I don't have any like blood ties that would that my family is from there New Orleans is a city that allowed my family to come to the U.S. So I do have that ancestral tie in that sense. So that made sense why I was so obsessed with the city. Mm-hmm. So in that case, again, my lineage ties to that, but not really. Mm-hmm. So you can have a lot of different reasons to be tied to it. It could be an ancestral thing. So maybe you're really obsessed with British traditional crap and there is not one drop of European in you at all. Maybe somebody in your family lived there for a while and got involved with it. And so it's not necessarily that it's a tie to that heritage or that culture so much as it's a tie to that relative. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. long story short, the answer is no, you don't have to be of a certain ethnicity to practice a certain ethnic path. Exactly. So come fucking eat spaghetti and be stragas with us. it's, (laughs) It's like witchcraft, but with spaghetti sauce. Here was a really interesting question that I thought was really i'm really glad that this person asked so that we could help them and answer it but also i feel like it's just a really interesting thing to talk about because a lot of people have probably accidentally done things like this yes um and the question i got said i wished bad things on an ex and my love life became really really bad since then it's gotten better but i want to make things right how do i do that Mm. yeah well yeah, we've all been there. We've all done it in our younger, naive days, I'm sure. You know, you get mad and you let your emotions take over or you get angry. I have a whole wall of voodoo-doos. 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 Voodoo-doos in my office at work. They have voodoo-doos. I like that. It's my version of voodoo dolls. I have a whole wall of them in my office at work, so don't fuck with me, all right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, no, we've all done it. Yeah, we've all been there, so... Um, I would say, you know, you have to repent. You have to ask forgiveness from the gods. And you just tell them that you were stupid and young and naive and unaware of what you were doing, even though maybe you were aware. And um, that's one way to do it. And then kind of make up for it by doing, I mean, wishing the person goodness, I guess. Yeah, I think even just asking this question kind of shows that on some level you realized right that you did something wrong whether you knew it or not but you realize that it's some type of witchcraft so i think even answering asking the question was like the first step and kind of like admitting it um and you got your karma because your love life is shit right so you got your karma for doing it so you paid the piper you paid your dad yeah you already paid the coin so there's no reason to keep fucking with it um my advice is first off now, you don't have to send this letter because it's all like we're talking about magic. So we're talking about the energy and the intent. I would write a letter to your ex just saying like, hey, and admitting it. Be like, you know, when we broke up, I was in a really sore place and I hoped that you never found happiness. I hoped that whatever it was that you hoped. And just say, like, you know what? I'm really sorry for that. Like, that didn't come from a mature place of me. Now that I'm healed, I understand where that was wrong. And even if you harmed me, it doesn't mean I needed to do it back. Blah, 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 blah. And just wish them the best and be like, you know what? I take back all of those negative thoughts. I hope that you find somebody amazing. I hope that you're in this amazing relationship and it's everything you ever wanted. And, and then burn that paper and you're yes, done. Burn it. Burn it burn it because that sends it up to the gods and goddesses like they got it they they know that you mean it 
I'm not really, I'd probably do like some kind of love on crossing bath though on top of it just because oh, just a cleansing bath yeah, yeah because it did have a negative impact on your love life so to me like a go-to like I have I feel like I have a rotating like list of ingredients that go into cleansing baths which is a type of salt and in this case since we're talking about a love I would say probably do pink salt pink salt for sure um or a mix of like pink salt and sea salt or pink salt and epsom salt some rosemary because rosemary is super cleansing and super protective and just good for everything yes yep all-purpose uh herb yep and i would probably put in a venus herb or love herb like roses or myrtle or or like jasmine is a really wonderful one too or maybe honeysuckle Mm -hmm. um and here's a weird one that i like to put in my cleansing baths that i don't necessarily see too often is green tea oh interesting that came to me in in a reading one day i was like talking to somebody about a bath that they needed and it popped up and now i swear by it and it makes sense because green tea is very good for you it's very nurturing and nourishing it's also very detoxing and cleansing and it's gentle so since we're talking about like a cleansing bath and something for the heart i would say something gentle yeah and you know it's it's almost like um if when you go to the gods and the goddess for uh forgiveness it's like almost like going to um confession like, yeah. you know, the Catholics go and they tell the priests and then you have to say three Hail Marys to our fathers and 12 fossil creeds and, and scrub the floor and eat, eat, eat shit. But, um, yeah, so you kind of, like, ask the, the deities for forgiveness and maybe, like, say, okay, as a, as a, uh, as a penance, I will, I will g- make sure you have fresh flowers for the next year or something like that. So just make sure that you say good on that shit. <laughs> yeah, and make sure you follow through. Whatever, sure. whatever you said you were going to do, just make sure that you do it, and and you'll see yourself getting better, and and you won't have that guilt about it. Right, exactly. You have to release that. Yeah, you got to release it, and you'll feel a lot better. You know, but you learned your lesson. You paid Piper. And yeah, and so just don't on. do it again, and you're good. Yeah. You know what? Speaking of confession, so okay. A lot of my family members were Catholic. However, I wasn't raised Catholic. Uh-huh. Um, so I always thought that confession and communion were like the most interesting things in the world. And I have never done either one. Wow. Well, I was raised Catholic. I think a lot of people were raised Catholic. And I've been there with the confessions and the communion and all that crap. So, um, think about all the juicy gossip priests got. Like we Don't think even. psychics have good juicy gossip. Think about all the shit that the priests hear. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. And there's a movie out right now. It's called The Keepers, I think. The Keepers. It is the most craziest. That documentary. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. So you have it. I think it's on Netflix. It is, like, scary and sad and fucked up, basically, yeah. I haven't, I haven't gotten all the way through it. Some but. of these Catholic priests had more sex than you and me put together 20 times over. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. They're, the they're just, they're so, oh, man. They're just so busy. Mess. They're so busy with all of that uh, so Jesus busy. worshiping. Oh, yeah, sure they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But, but just, just for the sake of being, I don't want to say politically correct because it's not necessarily politically, but politically even. I know that there can be Catholic witches, and that doesn't mean that you guys are out molesting altar boys. Right, right. Because um, being a witch doesn't really have to do anything with your religion. It's it's a, a practice, a, a way of life. It can be a religion, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Um, I'm just gonna put it on blast since we're just putting all those all those things out there today. My mother-in-law totally does not know that she's a witch. She totally she's very Catholic. She she loves Jesus and. She's really, like, on the straight and narrow with that one. 
and I was over at her house one day, and she bust out like the biggest, baddest book of shadows I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, dude. And she's like, "Oh, if you want to get rid of a UTI, like you take this this herb and you put it in water in the sun for three hours, and you say this psalm over it, or oh, if you need to get rid of migraines, you do this and that." And so, and at the time. I wasn't yet married to my husband, so he's still my boyfriend. And so I were leaving other stuff at my boyfriend. I was like, you know your mom's a witch, right? And he was like, just don't tell her. She enjoys this stuff. And she's as Catholic as they come. So you can you can still be Catholic and be a witch. And, you know, we might poke fun at stuff, but, like, we don't we don't judge. If, if you're no. witchy or witch-adjacent or witch-curious, like, we got you. We love you. It's okay. Yeah, and I, I like I said before, I respect all religions. If I saw a Catholic priest walking down the street, I would nod my head in respect maybe um but you know i do respect all religions and i just feel it it we all end up at the same at the end in the same place exactly and a lot of it's very similar and i actually had a run-in it's a really interesting run-in with a i I don't excommunicated catholic priest maybe i'm not sure i'm not sure what his exact title would be but i ran into him and he he's gay and he's very much so out and he was a Catholic priest, and he has since left the church because he has a difference in opinion with them about sexuality, um, which good for him, and good for him for fucking standing up for what he believes in. But he still actually hosts a Latin mass every Sunday at the theater uh, next to our, our work. Oh, wow, wow. And he was so nice when I met him, and it was so cool chit-chatting with him. And he knew I was a witch, and he knew I was from a witch store, and he was super cool with all of it. Mm. But the interesting part was, so he, he said, you know, that he was he was born in Ireland in a very magical, like, circumstance and stuff. But he had um, that stuff over his face. The, I forget what it's called. The call. The, with the veil over the, his face? Yes. Yes. I think it's called a call. I could be wrong. Um, but he was born with that over his face, which is the sign of a, of a gifted child of a witch or a psychic or someone with special sensitive six sense gifts. And he was born with that over his face. I'm like, that's really cool. So we continue to chit-chat. And I finally was about to excuse myself. And I said, okay, well, I got to get home. My husband and my puppies are waiting for me. And he says, oh, you're a pug? And I had to stop because I do have a pug. And I was like, and I thought, but I'm like, I didn't tell him I had a pug. But I knew I had a picture of my dog on my phone. After you have to unlock my screen to see it. And I just looked at him and I said, how did you know that I had a pug? Like, did you see my, my phone? But my phone was in my purse. And he's like, no, I just, I look at you and I just, I know that you have a brown pug. Wow. And I'm like, wow, okay. And he's like, oh, but you have two other ones that aren't. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, and one is really, like, different. And he gave me, like, this weird look when he said different. And he said that because one of my dogs is hairless. She just, she's just barely growing in, like, weird patches of hair. And she's missing an eye. Yeah, I and love her. She's love awesome. Her. She's awesome. But he knew it. That's crazy. I want to so meet this guy. I straight out had a fucking psychic reading Someone from a please. gay Catholic priest like that's mm-hmm. pretty bad so I, I actually think the next time i see him um i want to try and introduce you guys because it was a really like awesome experience and maybe i can maybe we can actually interview him or something at that some would be point fun, just to hear, hear his, his story yeah know? exactly and just to open it up because we are we try and be really eclectic and open to like any religion so i would love to actually hear that so that would be really awesome um so Moving forward from that, I think we did answer how to hopefully make things right and make okay. peace with that one. Yes. Um, and just, you know, try and watch your thoughts and your words when you're in a bad mood. That's just my last parting advice with that one. Yes. 
this is, I think, a really great one and a very challenging one to accomplish is um, what is the best thing to do to help a child with reoccurring nightmares? Well, you know, the nightmares that children are having are very real because when they say that there's somebody in their closet or there's something under their bed, those are between places. Uh That's where the entities and stuff gather in between. So take them seriously, but just know that what they're seeing and experiencing is probably very real. Absolutely. And, dude, I'm a grown-up, and I still have shit in my closet that I see in the middle of the night that messes with me. That's why I always sleep with my closet door closed. Yeah. Always. always, That's what I would say, number one. Yes. Close all the doors, for sure. Yeah. And I think it's also about... You kind of have to play to whatever the child believes is protective. So, like, a lot of people talk about witch bells, which are the bells you put on the doorknob, because there is sound octave clearing that we often see done with, like, rattles or singing bowls. But bells work just as well. And so you can tell them, like, if you hear the bells, like, you know what, it's just cleansing it and chasing it away anyway, mm-hmm. which is a really good one. Except, I don't know, if I heard bells fucking going off in the middle of the night by itself, it would probably just make it worse for me. Yeah, but I am sure. I am a little wussy, so there is that. What about having, like, a, a stuffed animal and, and naming it a protector? I had that. Mm-hmm. I had that growing up, and that really helped because I did. I had a lot of nightmares when I was a kid, and I would see this lady standing behind my bedroom door because, like, my parents would always leave my bedroom door open, but there was always, like, a space between the door and the wall. And I would see this lady fucking standing there all the time. And my parents would just get so annoyed with me about it. Like, a couple times my dad came and slept in my room because I guess when he was little, he had a lady behind the door, too. Oh, wow. He finally told me. But that lady, like, tormented me. So, finally, my aunt crocheted me a T-Rex. Oh, cool. See? And his name was Rex, and he, he ate... He ate all of the bad stuff, and he kept that that lady behind the door at bay, and and it worked. And you know, as I got a little bit older, I thought, oh well, you know, it's just like I was a kid. But now, being a witch and understanding what I was really seeing and seeing that my dad saw the same lady, yeah, yeah. it made me realize, like, no, there there was something there, and that T Rex was made with intention to make me feel safe, and so right. he made me feel safe. Right. And didn't you come up with a little? Uh, Ghost be gone spray. Yes, for my niece. And I, we might have talked about that once before. I'm not sure. But my niece, when she was probably like six or seven, uh, she moved into an apartment with her mom. And I got a call from her mom that she started seeing the meat man in the hallway. And so, you know, I'm glad that her mom just thought, like, hey, like, in case this is something real, like, let's get it handled. So I, we made a ghost get gone spray, which was. Florida water, camphor, and I think a little pinch of rue in it. And we put it in a, in a special bottle for her, and we decorated it, and it was her ghost get gone spray, and it was her monster spray. And so I gave that to her, and I told her, any time that you need to spray this to get rid of that mean man in the hallway, you say, this is my house now, and you need to leave, and you spray him with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've done that with my other niece as well. I took her to like a wax museum or something and we ended up passing by like the horror movie thing and it it freaked her out what she saw so we did the ghost kick on spray with her and she was spending the night with me from out of town so she was in my bedroom and I could hear her get up and she'd be like no this is my house and you would hear like hear it spray and you could like smell the Florida water and I'm like good girl yeah so that one really helped too you know and maybe if you have a pet because pets are very in tune and protective and aware you can Mm -hmm. sleep with your dog or your cat 
I am all about cuddling dogs and cats while you sleep. It's very comforting, and they will take up the whole bed, and you'll wake up with a sore neck, but it's totally worth it because they were comfy, and they kept you you safe. um, There's another thing that you can do. um, Put a bowl of water under the bed because it catches catches stuff, so – and you have to change it out every night, but that's a good another good way to, to catch those. Nightmares. When you change the water out, either give it to give it to a tree outside, or just flush it down the toilet. Yeah, I would say flush it down the toilet. Yeah, yeah. I've done things like that from a type of energy healing that I've been trained in, and so sometimes when I have like especially intense healings, I'll put a cauldron with uh, salt and water under the healing table. And it gets flushed on the toilet once we're done. So that's a really good one, too. And then um, just the other thing that I can think of is malachite is a really fantastic stone. And it's the child protector stone. It is a protector of children, yes. But just especially if we're talking about, like, little kids, like, toddler kids and kids that, like, put things in their mouth. So please be careful because malachite can be toxic if it's not polished. Um, Also, all crystals can be a choking hazard. So got to be careful with that. Put it up somewhere high, like if there's like, a, you know, on top of a really tall bookshelf or like, you know, like shelving or something, because it doesn't have to be a super huge stone. It just has to be there and you just have to tell it like, hey, you need to protect the kid mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. nightmares and just put it up high like that generally will help. Mm-hmm. So that's and I know that sometimes it's hard, but that's 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 like my best bet was like what kind of what we talked about and explaining to the kid along the way, like we're doing this because this is going to protect you. Right. Um, cause you gotta empower them. Yeah, you do. They have to get their power too. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever have any issues with that with your kids when they were growing up? No, I had, no, I had, but I had issues with myself growing up because, um, back in Jersey, we had a basement and an attic and those were the two no-no places. I would get freaked out when I had to go in the basement cause it's a tween place. Mm-hmm. And I would run down there and do whatever I needed and run right out again. Oh my, oh my, 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 my. We have a sleeping um, person here. Hi. <laughs> Good morning. Are we boring? Are we boring today? Or are putting you to sleep. Okay. Anyway, good morning, Ricky. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, just speaking on on basements. Being born and raised in Los Angeles, I I I know that there's some houses that have basements in like L.A. and stuff. Um. I, I've never lived in a house with a basement. I can't say that I've ever been to a house with a basement um, it's, it's in Los Angeles. Interesting. I only hear about basements and like that 70s show and horror movies, and they just sound fucking horrifying. It so. is scary as hell. I scary, can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I do have one last question for us to wrap up the episode. Okay. And this one was um, I'm planning on having a seance at my home. One, is that a bad idea? And two, if I'm going to do it, how do I prepare for it? Well, I think it's a bad idea if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it has to be a bad idea, though. Like, I think if you do seances correctly, like, it's totally fine. Yeah. So, so you have to make sure you're, you're protecting your space, warden space, right? The first thing, yeah, the first thing I would do is probably take down your broom and I would, I would sweep your space out and cleanse it. And I would be ready to do that again after the seance. Yes, absolutely. Um, make sure that you set a circle. Do, do your seance in a circle. Right, pretty Put yourself in a protective space. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use crystals for that or like a circle of salt would be another good way to do it. I would also try and probably invoke protective spirits, mm-hmm. whether that be like ancestors, goddess, god, or, you know, we're strigas. So one of the first spirits to get invoked for us are archangels. Right. 
So those are things that I would probably do to take those precautions as well as just be smart and have like have your rules and your safe words and all that stuff ready for the seance because, you know, you don't want to tell a ghost that it can manifest through you you don't want to you know any like can it follow you home or if someone starts to act weird or panicky like you gotta you just have to like be aware use that buddy system yeah for sure and if someone reaches their limit and they're feeling weird and they tell you that then you either end the seance right there or you cut them out of the circle and have whoever's acting as like the guardian and man in black of the the seance to take care of them yeah for sure so that, that's kind of my advice for that one. And there's so many different ways to, to kind of set protection mm-hmm. and stuff. you got to go with what feels right for you. Yeah, for sure. So, but if case people don't really have an idea and they're kind of new to it, what would you recommend would be a good, like, kind of precautionary step? I would say maybe having some protective herbs, like, around in the space. Like, you know, maybe some rue, some rosemary. They're very protective. Yes. Enclose yourself in the circle of, of rue and rosemary. That could help. And salt. Yeah, yeah. I've got that. You'd be fucking right? solid. Yeah. So I sure. like that. Um, and that concludes our Ask Astrega. Well, here you have it. Here you go. Thank you guys for sending in your questions. We do have more, and I'm just making a stockpile, so please feel free to send us messages and ask us all sorts of questions. Yes, and we'll be happy to answer them as best to our knowledge that we can. Yeah, and so remember, you can reach us through Instagram, DMing us. We're at Wine Spirits and Witches or emailing us at winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com. Who's your shout-out for this week? I have to shout-out to my, my, my friend and dear dear friend and high priest, Vinny. Vinny! I missed your birthday, but happy birthday, and we love you and miss you. That's my shout-out. Vinny is fucking awesome. I love I loved Vinny dearly. He is also one of the people that abandoned you when that weird Jesus guy was yes, condemning you. Yes, he did, and I'll never forgive him for that, that's okay. I'm, I'm keeping score. It's okay. I think my shout-out this week is actually going to go to the manager of the Green Man Store, Griffin. Okay. I love him. I love bugging the fuck out of him and annoying him and being a headache for him. I'm very good at that. And I even last week I was talking like because he's British, I have him say words for me that he would say differently. And he's such a good sport about it. And he's also one magical motherfucker. He is. And, you know, it's funny because I feel like there's um, a very um, tight, tight connection, not between them, but they're very much alike, Vinny and, and, and Griffin. They're very smart. They know all this knowledge. They're funny. They're charismatic. And uh, oh yeah, I, very similar in many ways. Similar and different in so many ways, and I just, I just, I love both of them, and they're just they're a hoot. Uh, and I, love I feel both of them too. love you, Griffin. Cheers. I feel so happy that I get to know them, and I know I'm sounding like a giant ass kisser right now, but I really have nothing to gain from saying this. And Griffin will probably not listen to this, so yeah. I'm just being nice. Fuck you, Griffin, <laughs> for not listening to this. Okay. <laughs> we say that he's probably listening to us. He's like these <laughs> fucking straight well, bitches. Let me tell you, if he comes and says something to us, then we'll know he. He listened. There you like, go. Griffin, this is your test. This Someone... is a test. You're, this is a test. It's okay. For Someone sure. that knows Griffin is going to listen to this and be like, Griffin. You better listen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. So, Vinny, I love you. Griffin. I love you, too. I love you. Love you, too. And everyone listening, I love you guys. We love you. We love so, you. We love you. We're drunk, and we love you. Fuck yeah. Thank you so much. Merry meet. Merry part. And, and merry meet again. again.